good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the Thailand Nationwide COVID report. Thailand logged 3,899 new COVID-19 cases and 19 more fatalities during the previous 24 hours the Public Health Ministry announced on Wednesday morning. There were 3,878 cases in the general population and 68 among prison inmates. On Tuesday, 2,508 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. The number of new infections reported on Wednesday jumped by 808 from the figure released on Tuesday. Sumani Vasharisin, assistant spokeswoman for the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration, said that the coming fortnight would determine the direction of the pandemic in the country. She warned that new cases could reach tens of thousands per day if people lower their guard against the coronavirus. The next two weeks will set the course of the spread, Dr. Sumani told a media briefing in the afternoon. We could see the number of new infections in the tens of thousands if health measures are ignored. Her warning was in line with the scenarios projected by the Public Health Ministry last month that new infections driven by Omicron could jump to 10,000 or even 30,000 cases per day. So that's just a quick update on the current situation. I think a lot of numbers are still lagging. I also think there's a real lack of testing, so we're not getting a true picture of the current wave here in Thailand, though you couldn't really call it a wave. The numbers have been pretty much the same for the last two to three months. But nevertheless, I don't think we're getting a very good accurate picture. I mean, I'm hearing more and more people reporting themselves as being confirmed COVID positive, but these numbers don't seem to be appearing in the daily figures. So we'll just have to keep an eye on it and see where this leads us to in the next few weeks. And moving along to the first story of the day, Thai government needs one month to decide on new COVID-19 measures. The Thai government will need at least four weeks to assess the latest COVID-19 situation following the long New Year holidays after which new infections are expected to surge. It will then decide whether to adjust existing safety and preventative measures, said government spokesperson Tanakorn Wambunganchana today. He explained that it will take two weeks to assess the new infections and another fortnight to assess the number of hospitalizations and fatalities before a decision can be made by the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration, which is chaired by the Prime Minister and is due to meet this Friday. This means that the temporary suspension in accepting new Thailand Pass applications in place since December 22nd may remain until at least the end of January those who have applied and been granted the Thailand Pass can still enter the country under the Test and Go program until January 10th, 2022, as per the previous announcement. This also means the reopening of pubs and bars scheduled for January 16th is now unlikely. Meanwhile, Tanakorn said the Prime Minister is pleading with the unvaccinated and partially vaccinated to get fully inoculated or boosted, particularly the elderly, pregnant women, and those suffering from underlying diseases because doing so will help reduce the risk of hospitalization and death. Those at high risk of being infected should be socially responsible by refraining from travel and isolating so they do not pose a risk to others for their own safety, said Tanacorn. 
And next up, Kaosan Road shuts down for three days after 10 tourists test positive. Bangkok's famous touristy Kaosan Road in Pranakan district has now been closed for three days until January 6th for a clean-up after 10 tourists who visited the street during the New Year holidays tested positive for COVID-19, the Kaosan Road Entrepreneurs Association announced on Tuesday. The 10 infections are from a cluster case found at a restaurant in Kaosan Road. All 22 employees of the restaurant have been tested, but so far none have turned up positive for COVID-19, the association president said. During the closure, businesses are encouraged to test their staff via the RT-PCR method and disinfect their establishments to ensure the safety of everyone, he noted. Sangha said that after the street reopens on Friday, it will continue to have screening checkpoints at the entrance and exit. Those who are not vaccinated or have received only a first jab must provide a negative ATK test result before entering. To prevent COVID-19 from spreading, business owners have been told to increase the frequency of ATK tests for their staff and arrange seating at a maximum 50% of capacity in indoor areas and 75% outdoors, he added. Now, I also note that Bangla Road in Patong are also doing the very same thing and having a big cleaning day, though I don't know if they've realized that this mass disinfecting of streets and public areas does very little to curb the spread of the virus. I think most of us at this stage would realize that the virus is spread in the air and certainly not by concrete on the street and people walking on it. So yes, it, it seems like this is just done for kind of a a face-saving exercise. It brings me back to the time a few months ago where the army were on the border of Myanmar spraying down rocks with disinfectant as well because possibly the spread of COVID could be in the forest. But yeah, I, I don't understand really the point behind this. I think it's just for show. This is what we're doing for the prevention and, and kind of something to encourage confidence within people so they will come back to the venues. And moving along, Phuket preps hotel guest isolation. Hoteliers in Phuket are preparing to offer hotel isolation for asymptomatic guests to keep the island reopening operational despite a spike in Omicron infections as more guests refuse to pay for pricey hospital beds. Kongsak Konpong Sankorn, president of the Thai Hotels Association Southern Chapter, said hoteliers faced obstacles in transferring their guests to hospitals. Some local hospitals lack sufficient bed capacity, while some tourists refuse hospital stays because their illness is not severe, he said. As some Omicron cases are asymptomatic, this means certain travel insurance schemes do not cover such medical costs. Tourists are reluctant to pay a deposit of around 100,000 Thai baht for a hospital bed in Phuket, said Mr. Kongsak. He said it is important for travelers to receive proper medical treatment, but hotel operators cannot force them to go to the hospital. Hotels do not have the authority to do so, and such action could harm tourism sentiment, said Mr. Kongsak. Hotel isolation could be a solution to this problem, reducing the risk of COVID patients roaming around without treatment, he said. As of January 3rd, Phuket recorded a surge of 149 new daily infections, of which 21 came from the Sandbox program and 14 from the from the Test and Go scheme. Hospital bed occupancy stood at 28%, or 546 of 1,952 beds. More than 50 hotels have offered in excess of 500 total rooms that could serve as isolation facilities, said Mr. Kong Sak. 
Hotels with more than 100 rooms will spare 10% of capacity for guests who opt for hotel rooms rather than field hospitals. Under the hotel isolation, operators can create a monitoring system to prevent early checkout before the isolation period ends, he said. Hotel isolation is the solution for Phuket to receive tourists without imposing rigid measures, which will hurt the industry even more, Mr. Kongsak said. He said the occupancy rate in January is expected to be 30-40% to 40%, with a small number of cancellations. Hoteliers are more concerned with bookings in February and March, with occupancy at only 10% because of the Omicron variant and tighter possible restrictions. If Omicron is contained within the first two weeks of January, the outlook for the first quarter will brighten. A booster program requiring a fourth dose of an mRNA vaccine and regular ATK tests every three days for workers is vital, he said. Now let's dig a lot deeper into this story and examine what exactly is going on in Phuket and who is in charge. Firstly, I think they are being rather generous with their figure of 28% of hotel beds are currently occupied. I have it on good authority that hospital beds in Phuket are near full and there is a waiting list at present. Playing down the numbers does not help. What's interesting in this article is that there is no mention of a reaction from the government or from the Ministry of Public Health. Who exactly is dictating public health policy in Phuket right now? The government or the hotel industry? From where I'm standing, it very much looks like public health is now in the hands of the private sector and businesses with a vested interest in having hordes of tourists visit these shores. Is this a good thing? The private sector does not care about our health. They care only about money and the bottom line, lining their own pockets. They go on in this article to say that they cannot make guests go to the hospital. This is the first I've ever heard of this. From every story on the internet I can recount, the guests went because the Ministry of Public Health made them go, which is their job. From where I'm standing, this is the private sector trying to make a quick book out of all of this, cashing in on what hospitals have been doing for months. If the hospitals weren't full, I'm sure they would be objecting to this, as the hotels would be taking money out of their pockets. Furthermore, they are talking about fourth doses for people in Phuket, while people around the country haven't even had a third. And is this even science-based? The Ministry of Public Health haven't authorised forced booster vaccinations for people in this country yet. It seems Phuket has become its own independent country where they are allowed to do whatever they want and not follow the government policies in relation to public health. Phuketians are now being dictated to by the private sector and hoteliers. However, Phuket are feeling this backlash and it's coming very soon. Mark my words. Citizens in this country are getting highly pissed off with the special treatment this province is receiving on a day-to-day -day basis. One rule for Phuket, one rule for everyone else. When will the government act? Does the government not think that other areas such as Bangkok, Panya, Krabi, Samui, Pattaya, Huihin, Chiang Mai and others do not deserve to have a tourist industry? Why only Phuket? Because it's an island? Easier control? But the numbers suggest it's not easier control. The current rise in infections in Phuket is down to themselves and them alone. And a lack of rules and regulations and a lack of strict enforcement of COVID preventative measures. Just have a look at video footage from New Year's Eve in Phuket and you can see clearly why they're in the mess they find themselves in. Bars and clubs full to capacity and open. No social distancing, no COVID preventative measures, no rules being followed, no masks being worn by tourists, no nothing. A free for all. But when the shit hits the fan, Phuket are the first with a handout begging to be allowed to stay open. Now getting back to the hotel isolation. 
Sounds like a great idea for hoteliers, but will these hotels be audited and inspected to ensure they have systems in place to stop the spread of the virus from the asymptomatic guests? I can nearly guess absolutely not. Will regular holidaymakers be informed about this prior to arrival? I'm not sure every holidaymaker would be happy to share their hotel with COVID-positive guests, especially if no real auditive systems were in place. Who wants to test positive, have a prolonged 14-day vacation in your room, all because a hotel doesn't know what they're doing? And in conclusion, I ask this question to you guys out there. As a guest in a hotel, are you happy to have COVID-positive patients in quarantine in the resort you're staying at? Would you feel comfortable and safe? Would it bother you? Or would you not care and just move on and just think it's something normal? As always, I'd love to know your comments and opinions in the comment section down below. And next up, fewer people die injured in Thailand's road accidents during holidays than the past New Year. Fewer people died and got injured in road accidents in Thailand during the recent New Year holidays than in the same period last year with a total of 333 deaths and 2,672 injured people recorded in 2,707 separate accidents across Thailand during the one-week watch period from December 29th through to January 4th, according to the Department of Disaster Prevention and Mitigation. During the same week a year ago, 392 people died and 3,326 were injured in accidents across the country. The three main causes of the accidents this past week were speeding, cutting in front of other vehicles and drunk driving. 82% of the accidents involved motorcycles while pickup trucks accounted for 6.5%. 82.78% of the accident occurred on a straight road, 40% on highways and 38% on local roads and villages. Most of the accidents occurred between 6 and 7pm and most of the fatalities were aged between 40 and 59. Chiang Mai recorded the highest number of accidents at 96. Bangkok had the highest death toll of 22. Chiang Mai and Kanchanaburi had the highest number of injured at 93 each. Trang, Nakhon Nayak, Patani, Panya, Yala, Satun, Samut Sankram, Sukhothai and Pra province did not report a single accident. The department aims to reduce the death toll from road accidents to 12 for every 100,000 of the population by 2027. Thailand's roads were the world's deadliest according to the World Atlas in 2017. And some non-related COVID news, rare manta rays found around Thailand's rock islands. People snorkeling in the water surrounding the rock islands in the Andaman Sea off Thailand's southern province of Trang have sighted manta rays, a vulnerable species and the largest type of ray in the world, for the first time in about 18 years. The rock islands are widely known for their rich marine life, which has regenerated during the COVID-19 tourism hiatus. Snorkelers were excited to encounter the large manta rays, as normally only scuba divers would be able to see them. The manta rays are between 3 and 6.7 meters wide and weigh up to 1,350 kilograms. These rays are often found in tropical waters, especially near coral reefs. Such creatures are also found near the Hindeng Hinmuang dive site near the Rock Islands, located within the Mu Kholanta National Park. The manta ray is considered endangered by the International Union of Conservation of Nature as a result of overfishing over the past few decades. And moving along, missing infected Indian tourists found. Two Indian tourists who left Chonburi before their repeat test showed they were infected with COVID-19 have been found are being treated at a field hospital in Bangkok. 
The Department of Medical Services said Ankit Sehwal, 30, and Priti Hanwar, 32, were on Tuesday night admitted for treatment at the field hospital in Lurdsin Hospital in Selam area. The Provincial Health Office at Chambury, where 499 new COVID-19 cases were recorded on Tuesday morning, initiated an urgent search for the two tourists. The chief of the Chambury Health Office said their initial COVID-19 tests on arrival in the country returned negative. The two left for the capital before their final test results were known, Dr. Apirat said. The test results returned positive. The Indian Embassy in Bangkok were asked to help find them and the search received wide media coverage, including using their photographs. The Chambury Public Health Office said on Tuesday night the two had contacted the office. Of the 499 new infections logged on Tuesday in Chambury, 336 were confirmed in Ban Lamung district according to information published by the office. The largest cluster in the province began with five infected Navy sailors who has since expanded to more than 1,879 cases, the office said. All eateries serving alcohol in Pattaya are now required to screen all customers using rapid antigen tests kits. Next up, tourists return to Maya Bay. Maya Bay has reopened to tours with the number of visitors limited to just 375 at a time and visits limit to one hour only. Krabi Governor and the Chief of the Nat Naparat Tara Mukopupi National Park led a ceremony to officially reopen the world-renowned beach on New Year's Day. Maya Bay reopened to tourists on January 1 as a New Year's gift to the people in accordance with the government's policy, Mr. Pramat explained. Tourists have been allowed onto the beach since last Sunday, January 2nd. Since then, most of the tourists have been ties, Mr. Pramat said. More and more foreign tourists are coming in, which is now full of reservations to visit the bay all day, he said. The number of tourists allowed onto the beach is limited to just 375 at a time, and visits are restricted to one hour only to avoid congestion and maintain the sustainability of natural resources. The beach is open to visitors every day from 7am to 6pm. Tourists arrive on the island via a dock built by the National Park at the Losama Bay on the other side of the island and walk the few hundred metres across the island to visit the beach made famous by Leonardo DiCaprio's movie The Beach. Boats are not allowed to enter the bay, but may hover at the entrance so tourists can enjoy the view. In order to be allowed to join a tour to visit the bay, which has been closed for three years to allow the environment to recover from heavy tourism, people must register to the QQ app that's available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. Of note, the national park listings on the App Store are in the Thai language only. Closing the bay for restoration has been a success because the ecosystem around the beach is better. A large number of black-tip reef sharks have returned to Maya Bay, Mr. Pramot said. Swimming in Maya Bay is strictly prohibited to avoid the dangers of black-tip reef sharks. The opening of the bay is strictly under the measures to prevent COVID-19 in accordance with the measures of the Ministry of Public Health, Mr. Pramot said. All tour guides must be fully vaccinated and must ensure that tourists have their temperatures checked before allowing them to join a tour to visit the beach, he added. We also require that all visitors help keep Maya Bay's beach clean, he said. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Phuket closes seven days campaign with one death and 27 injured. Phuket concluded the seven days of danger road safety campaign for the new year last night with one death and 27 people admitted to hospital for injuries sustained in 28 accidents. Bangla to close for deep cleanse. 
Venues on Bangla Road are being asked to close for 24 hours while the renowned nightlife street undergoes intensive cleaning and sanitization to help stave off more COVID-19 infections in the area. And finally, government backs bill to police NGO income. The cabinet has tentatively agreed to a bill acquiring non-governmental organizations, NGOs, to declare their financial resources or risk prosecution. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.